You're listening to. Whoa! Welcome back to Books and Boba, a book club and podcast where we cover books written by Asian and Asian American authors. Welcome to the mid-month check-in of Books and Boba for the month of April. Um, every month we take a look at the new releases, book news, and sometimes even talk to authors. My name is Marvin Yeh. And I'm Rira Yu. And uh, have you have you started reading our monthly book? Uh, by the way, our book pick for the month of April is The Whale Rider by Witi Ihimara. I feel bad because I actually haven't gotten the book yet. I mean, I haven't neither. Um, it's a short book. It's a short um, book. I keep it's telling kind of hard that. to find. I think I might have to just read it on Kindle because it's been kind of tough to lock down a, a paperback version of it. Oh, really? It's yeah. been out for a number of years. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I would think that they would release like a like an anniversary edition. It's probably in the works. I think that's probably why it's hard to find a, a copy right now on, on Amazon. I think um, most of the books I found were from third-party resellers, which okay. I, I don't know. I kind of – not that I don't trust them. It's just I'd rather get it the next day on Prime. Yeah. Yeah. Also, happy National Library Week. So if, you have, if you're having a hard time finding this book, you should probably go check out your library. I should check out the library, huh? It's been a long time since I've been Support your in local libraries. a library for any reason. But yeah, our update on our book club is we haven't read the book yet, but we hear it's good. Um, our book club member, Lauren, is raves about it. Um, you can check out her enthusiastic appraisal of the book in our Goodreads forum. And for those of you who haven't joined our Goodreads group yet, um, please check it out. We're on Goodreads.com and just search Books and Boba. Um, all members are welcome and you can um, talk to us there. And on that note, let's get to the new releases because I need to get back to playing Persona 5, um, which <laughs> this, um, this podcast is getting in the way that, of. That's pretty much the main reason why we haven't read uh, Whale Rider <laughs> yet. We've, we're just like video games. <laughs> Anyways, um, Rhea, why, don't you, why don't you start us off? What's, uh, what's new this month? All right. Uh, first on our list is The Other Half of Happiness by Aisha Malik. It's published by Zafra Publishing and it released on April 6th. Uh, the second installment of the Sophia Khan series, The Other Half of Happiness, continues the adventures of the now newly married Sophia Khan, a young hijab-wearing Muslim woman of Pakistani descent residing in England. Her living situation is in dire straits, her husband Connell is distant, and his annoyingly attractive colleague is ringing all sorts of alarm bells. When her mother forces them into a belated wedding ceremony, Sophia wonders if it might be a chance to bring them together. But when it forces Connell to confess his darkest secret, it might just tear them apart. Ooh. So this is this like a um So I like from what I've heard of the series is that it's kind of like a Muslim Bridget Jones diary. Oh, I was gonna say is this like Muslim fifty shades, but that's better. Yeah, that's a lot better. I, yeah, I mean like the author is British and the main character is oh, okay. English, so nice. Fun stuff. Our next book is Alex and Eliza, colon, A Love Story. It's the new book by Melissa De La Cruz, who um, book we read in February. Yeah. Right? Published by G.P. Putnam's Sons Books for Young Readers and released on April 11th, the novel is loosely inspired by the hit Broadway musical Hamilton. De La Cruz's latest YA novel tells a fictionalized account of an unlikely romance between a young Elizabeth Schuyler 
the second daughter of a prominent colonial family, and Alexander Hamilton, Washington's handsome aide-de-camp. In De La Cruz's version of events, Eliza's parents want to marry her off to a wealthy son of one of their connections, forcing Alexander to prove his character superior to that of his rival. You can say it says one shot. Yeah. Um, so if you're a big Hamilton musical fan, like this book is very, very different from Lin-Manuel Miranda's, uh, I guess, narrative. <laughs> um, there, There is a lot of... Um, altered historical facts okay. and some fabrications because there's You're not a lot You're telling me no. Washington wasn't black? <laughs> I I mean in the book I don't think she's going to describe him as <laughs> black but I I'm just saying that um that it's very different so don't go into reading it thinking that you're going to get all of the same um, material, I guess. Yeah, if you want Hamilton, just go listen to the Hamilton soundtrack, like the rest of us. Be who open-minded. Who can't afford to get tickets because it's like $2,000 in LA. No, it's, it's cheaper in, in Chicago, but then you got to fly to Chicago, which may not be the bad thing. But anyways, I want to see it on the West End. Though. I want to see Hamilton in London. I feel like that's... I feel like that would be amazing, go. but at the same time, I'm wondering if English people will like get the story because it's like They'll get it because it's like a story about the American Revolution. So. It's also a story about immigrants and tenacious writers. But we make fun of the British so much in that musical. British make fun of themselves a lot. Have That's you seen? True. That's true. Yeah, yeah, their comedies are kind of self-deprecating. Yeah, have you seen like Black Adder or Yeah, um, Python? <laughs> Next on our list is The Takedown by Corey Wang, published by Freeform. Uh, it was released on April 11th, and uh, the summary goes, Living in a technologically advanced near-future Brooklyn, 17-year-old Kyla Cheng has it all. Top grades, popularity, great friends, and the attention of the dreamy Mackenzie Rodriguez. Oh, Mackenzie. However... <laughs> However, everything goes wrong when a video of her and her English teacher having sex surfaces a week before college applications are due. Kyla knows the video is fake, but no one else seems to believe her. As the video goes viral, Kyla delves into a world of hackers, haters, and stalkers in an attempt to do the impossible. Take something off the internet. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> sounds, uh, sounds yeah. real. Sounds real. Sounds like something that, yeah. Especially, have you seen um, there's this new technology now that can make, uh, basically, it makes any picture of you or any video of you, like, be able to say anything they want. Oh, my God. That's like Black right? Mirror. Like, it is so Black creepy. Mirror. Yeah. It's the future, guys. Um, damn. That sounds intense. Can't, Our next book is, like, pretty depressing, too. <laughs> can't wait for the Netflix series to be made out of it. Um, have you been, have you been uh, watching 13 Reasons Why? Oh, we're going to talk about that later. But, oh, okay. yeah. Anyways, next up is Penance by Kane Minato, translated by Philip Gabriel, published by Mulholland Books, um, also released on April 11th. Um, the story goes, when they were children, Sai, Maki, Akiko, and Yuko were tricked into separating from their friend Emily by a mysterious stranger. <laughs> then the unthinkable occurs. Emily is found murdered hours later. Sai, Maki, Akiko, and Yuko weren't able to accurately describe the stranger's appearance to the police after Emily's body was discovered. Asako, Emily's mother, curses the surviving girls, vowing that they will pay for her daughter's murder. Ooh. Is this like a so it's a ghost Japanese story? It's, like a it's a Japanese story? revenge 
story. Oh. I guess it's more it's more thriller. And Kane Minato is actually one of the most celebrated female crime writers in Japan. Okay. Uh, for the for those of you who are um, who are into that kind of genre, you might recognize her name because she wrote Confessions, and that won like the Japanese national bestseller award. Okay. So, um, this is her next big thing. Um, well, it came out like a couple of years ago, and oh, wow. now it's being translated because America is pretty slow when it comes to translating <laughs> works by other countries. Cool. Um, and next on our list is another book from Japan. Uh, it's called The Boy in the Earth by Fuminori Nakamara, translated by Allison Mark Powell. And it's published by Soho Crime, and it releases on April 25th. This novel tells the story of a cynical and unnamed taxi driver in Tokyo who daydreams obsessive fantasies about suicide that soon become terrifying blackout episodes. He later receives shocking news from his long-exchanged father, which triggers a flood of traumatic memories. As a cab driver wrestles with the truth about his past and the history of violence in his childhood, he must also confront his present. A lot of uh, like thriller and dramatic books this month, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's spring. <laughs> <laughs> Take a look. Um, one of these days, I will um, read one of these books. We do have... Uh... I think we do have a bunch of Japanese crime novels on our list yeah. of books on Goodreads. Um, we haven't read a crime novel or a thriller novel uh, for our book club yet. So, I mean, everything I never told you, that was kind of a thriller. It was a literary right? thriller, mm. but it it's still far removed from the crime genre. Okay. So I, I am excited to read a crime genre for a book club at some point. Yeah. Let's do it. We should probably find a way to... Um, put all these books on some sort of Amazon like affiliate link so we can yeah like just have a place where people can get these books, right? Yeah. If you think that's a good idea, please um, sound off on our Goodreads forum. All right. And that's it for new releases. I'm sure I missed a bunch, so please tweet at us or Yeah. If there's a if there's a new book that you're excited about that we totally missed, um it's not Reader's fault. We were busy playing Persona Five. I'm only it's one person. <laughs> the internet is vast. Um, uh, please, um, please let us know on the Goodreads forums. Um, we'd love to um, give those authors their shine as well. And you know, if not on this podcast, then um, then for our members in our forums as well. Um, so yeah, please help us out. But moving on to um, book deals and news. There's a lot this month. Nice. That's always that's good, right? Yeah, a lot of news. Good. Yeah, that's good. Um, starting off, um, hashtag DV Pit, a Twitter event created to showcase pitches from marginalized writers and illustrators, will run from April 25th to 26th. Agents and editors will be accepting pitches for children and teens fiction and nonfiction on the 25th, while pitches for adult fiction and nonfiction will be accepted on the 26th. The event will run on each day from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. Eastern time using the hashtag DV Pit on both days. That's kind of cool. Yeah, um, it's been ongoing since like 2014, I would say. So this is like a basically you you, you pitch your idea on Twitter. Yeah, you pitch your idea okay. on Twitter, and uh, literary agents and editors they'll if they like your pitch and they're willing to read over it, they'll like it. Mm -hmm. So if you are a young writer or you have a manuscript that you haven't you know gotten off um, that hasn't really taken off, then you should definitely participate. Um, 
And when it says marginalized writers and illustrators, it's not just people of color. It includes uh, like LGBT, people, with, yeah, LGBTQIA, disabled, disabled yeah. uh, economical, mm. you, you know. So yeah. don't if you be feel shy. marginalized, you can uh, send a pitch. There's no guarantee that like <laughs> it'll be picked up, but uh, it's definitely worth a shot. Yeah, unless people know that you're you're doing stuff, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next on our list is the Y'all West 2017 Book Festival. It will be held at Santa Monica High School on Saturday, April 29th at 9 a.m. Over 100 authors and presenters will be attending the festival where there will be panels, book signings, and giveaways. Majority of the events will be free admission except for a select few keynote events. So Y'all West, is that like y'all? Like, like hey, Y-A. Y'all or oh. Like YA oh, West that's... because they have a YA fest- book festival like in the East Coast, uh-huh. and it finally came to the West Coast. Okay, so there's a bunch of um, really great authors that are going to be attending this book festival. It's a great way to get advanced readers' copies of books that you were anticipating, mm-hmm. um, and there's also a bunch of Asian American authors who will be attending. Woo, woo. Which is why we really highlighted this. this yeah, this, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a great way to like meet your favorite author. Yeah. Um, well, let's it, find out what Asian American authors are attending yeah. Y'all West 2017. So, uh, some of the authors who will be attending, who are of Asian descent, are Renee Adia, uh, author of the Wrath and the Dawn series; Tracy Chi, author of The Reader. Roshani Chalski, the star touch, author of The Star Touch Queen. Soman Chainani, uh, author of The School for Good and Evil. Uh, Melissa De La Cruz, mm-hmm. you guys all know her. Um, Maureen Gu, whose uh, novel, I believe, in A Thing Called Love, um, is coming out next month. Um, Heidi Heilig, the author of The Girl from Everywhere. Marie Liu, uh, author of The Legend and Young Elite series. S.J. Jones, author of Winter Song, uh, Linda Sue Park, author of A Single Shard and a bunch of other uh, amazing children books, yeah. and Corey Wong, which we just mentioned yeah, earlier. Yeah, that was the, uh, the author of the takedown fake video thriller. Yeah, um, but the authors we just listed, uh, they're you know, only a select few. There are yeah. way more coming, like Veronica Roth is coming, Victoria Aveyard's coming, um, so, yeah, definitely yeah. big names. Nice. Um, so, yeah, check that out if you're interested in um, checking out the latest NYA um, culture. <laughs> What's the right word? Um, meet your favorite authors and also take a look at um, these amazing Asian-American authors doing their yeah. thing. I mean, last year I went and uh, there was a panel where uh, a bunch of authors read writings from when they were teenagers nice and it was like it was like mortified <laughs> um like the the showcase yeah, where yeah, you, yeah yeah so that was really fun there's a lot of interesting panels there's a lot of workshops so um it's good for people who like to read or who want to be writers and yeah are you gonna go no i will not be in town oh but you can go. I'm actually going to be busy. It's the weekend of the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival, uh, which is a big Asian American film festival that's happening um, during that time as well. And, um, I'm actually going to be running a podcast lounge for the um, Potluck Collective that this podcast is a part of. So I'll be, uh, hopefully, maybe, I don't know, maybe I can You find guys some time. can go for us. Yeah, you guys go for let us. us let us know in our forums. Um, give us a report back. Um, and if you want to jump on the pod and talk about it, 
that's a that's a possibility as well. Yeah. yeah. Send us send us arcs. Yeah. We love free books. <laughs> um Next up in the news is Macmillan Books officially launched its Reading Without Walls Challenge, which is headed by cartoonist Jean Luen Yang. Um, essentially, the challenge encourages participants to, one, read a book about a character who doesn't look like you, two, read a book about a topic you don't know about, and three, read a book in a format that you don't normally read for fun, such as graphic novel, audiobook, or a book in verse. That's interesting. Uh, for those of you with... Um, you know, friends who don't usually read Asian American books, you should recommend our book club podcast for suggestions. I think that's a shameless plug there. Um, it's not a shameless plug. I mean, they're listening to this. Yeah, so. sh- shameful plug. Shameful. It's <laughs> um, interesting. Like, um, I feel like I fulfilled this challenge last month by reading uh, When Breath Becomes Air <laughs> uh, because it's about a South Indian doctor. Mm-hmm. It's about medicine, which I don't know much about. And it was a memoir. Um, and it was a memoir, a nonfiction, which I do, usually don't read. I, I usually do read graphic novels and audiobooks. I don't think I've read a book in verse yet, though. I read some, but is that, a, I, is I that definitely like Shakespeare? Sh- Does that count? Mm, no, those are plays mostly. Oh, uh, okay. Anyways, um, yeah, if there's anything I learned from this past couple months of actually reading again is everyone should read and read different perspectives. And so, yeah, um, why don't we start a, we should start a, um, a forum thread about this challenge and just encourage people to tell us what they did. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. And uh, next on our news is Gemma Chan has been cast as Astrid in the upcoming film adaptation of Crazy Rich Asians. She will be starring alongside Constance Wu, Michelle Yeoh, and newcomer Henry Golding. This was, um, you called this one, right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> It was in your your Dreamcast, right? When it was announced, I was like, "Yes, <laughs> hooray!" I still have not read Crazy Rich Asians. I know we're gonna read it for a book club pick li- like later down the line, but I kind of want to because I have a copy, so I might as well read it now. Check it out. Read it now and save time. So yeah, save time we, later. <laughs> yeah. Save time later. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, it seems like you're you agree that this is a good a good casting choice. Yes. What what kind of character is Astrid? Astrid is super posh. And okay. kind of like high society, like fabulous. I don't like. I don't know how else to describe her, but she's she's awesome. So. And how does Gemma Chan fit though fit that? Um, well, she has that posh British accent. There's one. Right. And she's British, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she's gorgeous. And she's a very very talented actress. Nice. So, uh, so we're excited for that news. Exciting for excited for the the rest of the casting news because like they're filming right now, right? They have their cast already, don't they? I don't think they have started production yet. Okay. I heard that they, they're starting... Well, they're starting pre-production for sure. So yeah. um excited to um, hear more about the the cast as it forms. Let's see. Next up on the news is Tor Books bought the North American rights to the self-published Cast Russell series by S.L. Huang in a five-book deal. The series is described to be a fast-paced sci-fi thriller about a woman whose quantum math skills make her a superhero able to shoot around corners. The first book in the series, Zero Sum Game, is scheduled for September 18th. Nice. That sounds cool. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of Wanted, the movie, with Angelina Jolie in it. Okay. Yeah, because they like shoot Cause bullets and like it like curves around. Right. Yeah. But she's, she's using math and yeah. physics. That's cool. That's kind of... That's always great to hear... When self-published um, works get works picked, get up. picked up, right? Yeah. It's always great to um, see that publishers are looking at the 
these independent writers. Yeah. Uh, next up is Fonda Lee, author of the YA novel Zero Boxer, sold world rights to her adult debut to Orbit Books. Slated for a fall 2017 release, Jade City is a gripping Godfather-esque saga of intergenerational blood feuds, vicious politics, magic, and kung fu. Cool. That sounds sounds cool. I like that combo. Yeah, Zero Boxer was like a space sci-fi. So Nice. Yeah. Next up, um, Hashit Books bought the North American rights to Kristen Wong's Money Geek. Wong runs the Two Cents blog on Lifehacker. Her new book is aimed at millennials who want to feel more in control over their finances and is slated for a March 2018 release. Cool. So that's like uh, the new version of like Rich Dad, Poor Dad or something. I guess so. Um, <laughs> yeah, it seems it seems to be... For millennials. Yeah, it seems yeah. like a self-help book. Yeah, which, which is great. Uh, I think we need people who understand the millennial experience to talk to other millennials because like... You know, everyone else is like kind of Gen X and above, and they kind of look down on us, and it's all whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not bitter. <laughs> What's next? Uh, finalists for the 2017 Indies Choice Book Awards were recently announced. Oh. And uh, of course, there were some Asian American authors that were nice. listed uh, as the finalists. So uh, here are some names uh, Book of the Year for Adult Debut When Breath Becomes Air by Paul Kalanithi. Nice. That was our pick last month. Uh, and the young adult debut uh, book of the year uh, went to The Reader by Tracy Chi, who we just mentioned earlier. Uh, and the E.B. White Read Aloud Award for middle graders, uh, that went to When the Sea Turned to Silver by Grace Lynn. And the finalists for the Indie Champion Award, uh, Jean Luen Yang and Salman Rushdie. So... Those were some Asian American authors that were named as finalists. Nice. Um, the Hugo Awards just um, announced their finalists too, didn't they? Yeah, that's the next news. Awesome. On the thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Rira graciously um, found the Asian American authors that have been nominated for the Hugo Awards, which is the um, the awards for sci-fi fantasy, right? Yes. Um, here are the Asian Americans authors who were nominated this year. Um, for best novel, we have Nine Fox Gambit by Yung Ha Lee and Death's End by Shi Zin Liu, um, translated by Ken Liu. For best novelette, we have You'll Surely Drown Here If You Stay by Alyssa Wong. Uh, for best short story, we have A Fist of Permutations in Lightning and Wildflowers by Alyssa Wong. And for best graphic story, we have Monstrous Volume 1 Awakening, uh, written by Marjorie Liu and illustrated by Sana Takeda, which was another one of our books and boba picks. We know how to pick them. Yeah, so check back for news on whether any of these finalists won their award. We'll be watching these awards very closely. Yeah, uh, the awards, uh, the Hugo Awards will be held in Helsinki uh, this year. In, like I think it's in August, so we probably won't hear for a long time, but we'll keep tabs on it nice next on the news is in a recent interview marvel vp of sales daniel gabriel blamed diversity for causing the drop in comic sales for the months of october and november according to according to variety he said what we heard was that people didn't want any more diversity they didn't want female characters out there that's what we heard whether we believe that or not i heard about this story and then the backlash, and then he was even forced to walk that back. Oh yeah, he was know, forced to like, by his like PR team probably. Like you can't say these things. I I just I just find it really funny that he thinks that diversity is the cause for the slump in sales because, yeah. um, like Miss Marvel and Black Panther, they were 
they were both nominated for Hugo Awards. Uh-huh. I mean, not written by Asian American authors, which is why we didn't uh, list them earlier. Right. But like they they got nominated for big awards. Black Panther was their best selling comic in 2016, and then you have like so many other reasons why there might be a slump in, yeah. in sales. So I mean, it's, maybe so it's, it's the other you know kind of more stale franchise you got out there that's kind of spinning its wheels at this point. Maybe I think it's just just the fact that they have way too many crossovers now and like fans are getting a little bit confused and price and comics as well. And I kind of think um, based on what you, what you said, this is a classic um, mismatch or misalignment of data and conjecture, like qualitative and quantitative data, right? Because he hears that people don't want diversity, but the numbers show that more people want diversity, right? The diverse yeah. characters are doing better. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, there's a number of reasons why, like, sales would drop. And it's just weird because they have actually um, started recruiting newer audience members because, because of diversity. Because mm-hmm. people are like, oh, like, Cindy Moon, like, an Asian-American, like, like yeah. Spider-Woman, like, that. that sounds cool. I don't read comics, but... Maybe I'll check it out. Gotta expand the market. And people are interested in characters that look like them, that they can relate to. And so, yeah, this this was news just because of how dumb it made Marvel, this guy, sound. And I'm sure he's like, I'm sure he's a nice dude, but man. I'm sure it was like a lot of like, there there was like a misunderstanding there. Yeah. He looked at the data and it just. There's this thing in uh, mainstream media where people try to explain away whitewashing and yellow face and all all these things that we we run into as Asian Americans in mass media with the business explanation but when you really dig into the numbers they don't make sense because they're all based on they're based on stereotypes and assumptions as well yeah so I mean we had the same problem with uh, Ghost in the Shell yeah because like they were saying like oh like it didn't do well because of the whitewashing controversy (laughs) and I'm like like I'm sure that played a part of it but I'm pretty sure it didn't make money because it wasn't a good movie yeah you primarily. guys messed up the story it looked nice though yeah it did i didn't watch it but it looked nice from the trailers um next up uh 13 reasons why a netflix original show based on the 2007 jay asher novel of the same name released um end of last month march 31st um the show stars a couple of asian american actors including ross butler who plays zach dempsey uh, michelle seling ong who plays courtney crimson and Keiko again, who plays Pam Bradley. So I haven't watched the show. Have you? I have not. Minji, my co-host for my other podcast, has, and she she likes it. It's um, it's the feel good story of the year. Not really, because it's about suicide. It's... <laughs> but uh, I didn't realize these were the characters. I didn't realize these characters weren't written as Asian Americans. I was actually really yeah. surprised uh, when I heard that there were Asian Americans in the show mm-hmm. because um, I didn't read the book. I read I read up to the second chapter and then I had to stop because I, at the time, I was like, I, I was a teen mm-hmm. and and I was like, the formatting of this book is really weird. It would actually make a better movie. I, re- I remember that's what I thought at the time mm-hmm. and it got made into a TV show. Um yeah. But yeah, like I was, I was really weirded out because I was like, "There's no Asians in that book. How did they cast people?" Um, but it's really nice that they were imaginative enough yeah. to include people of color for roles that weren't really, you know. Yeah, it seems like um, the producers made it a point to cast a diverse cast. From what the feedback that I've heard from people who have watched it, mm-hmm. um, it seems to be like 
the most diverse and least stereotypical cast that they've seen. Like they don't like okay. the, the characters aren't based aren't mired in like they're mired in those teen archetypes, mm-hmm. but not in racial archetypes, which is which is interesting. interesting yeah. Uh, but check it out. Um, it's definitely on my two watch list um, after I finish Persona Five, which is not going to be for like another month I'm or so. Pretty sure I'm like halfway through at this point. Oh actually. god! All right. Uh, last piece of news that we have today is DC is the most literate city in the country, according to the 13th annual study out of Central Connecticut State University. The study accounts for the numbers of bookstores in the city, the population's education attainment, library resources newspaper resources, and more. Um, Yeah. DC was followed by Seattle, Minneapolis, Atlanta, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Portland, Cincinnati, St. Paul, and Boston. I was devastated that New York City was not in the top 10. (laughs) I mean, I looked for... Or Los Angeles. I looked at Los Angeles. It's ranked 68th. Really? It's so... That's so sad, That's you guys. Bad. I mean, to be fair, DC is kind of a small city, though. But yeah, but we need I, to read more. I like. I feel so bad. We do. Um, but yeah, that's the news for the month of April. Um, if we missed any stories, or if you want to discuss any of these more, um, please, uh, please sound off on the Goodreads forums. Um, go to goodreads.com and search for books and boba and join our group. Uh, we always love to hear from our listeners and definitely like we want this to be a, an engaged and active community. So please sound off. Don't forget to read The Whale Rider, our April pick. Uh, we'll be discussing that book on our next episode, which is set to release at the beginning of May. At the end of April. At the end of, like, end of April, beginning of May. Yeah, That's and, usually and, when yeah, we record. Usually yeah, usually when we record. Yeah. And on that note, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, anything you want to say to our, our listeners? No. I can't, th- I can't think of anything. All right. My head. Um, we'll see you all next time. And thanks for listening again to Books and Boba. Bye. This episode of Books and Boba was hosted by Marvin Yue and Rira Yu and produced and edited by Marvin Yue. For further discussion on the books covered at Books and Boba, please visit our Goodreads forum. You can find the link on our Facebook page at Books and Boba, as well as by searching for the group Books and Boba on Goodreads.com. Books and Boba is also a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a brand new collective of Asian American podcasts and podcasters. You can learn more about the collective as well as check out our founding slate of programs by visiting the website www.podcastpotluck.com. you've been enjoying the shows of the potluck podcast collective and wondering how you can meet your favorite hosts live well you're in luck the potluck podcast collective is hosting a podcast lounge at the upcoming los angeles asian pacific film festival where some of your favorite shows such as saturday school they call us bruce the Clubcast, fresh creatives and more we'll be recording their podcast live at the festival stay tuned to podcastpotluck.com and our social media handles as well as the los angeles asian pacific film festival website for more details you can find their website at festival.vconline.org. We'll be releasing more details soon, but we hope to see you there at the festival.